0: this week on the podcast the princess has been stolen once again, kidnapped, taken away by the evil king Bowser of the Koopa clan. It's our it's our job this week to rank where Super Mario Bros. 3 lands on the endless list of video games. everybody we're in i did it (laughs) i'm wearing a dr robotnik sweatshirt i don't know if you guys
1: i was just gonna ask i was just gonna ask if you're still wearing your halloween costume is that what that is yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes i mean once you get Um, a good once you get a good sweatshirt i get it you want to wear it a lot (laughs)
0: hello steve
2: how are you doing good how are you guys doing
3: i'm well chris
0: Oh,
2: you know, I'm fantastic.
3: And Sam, hello. Hello, hello. I'm great.
0: You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever we get podcasts from. This week we are adding the video game, the one and only, the Super Mario Brothers 3. To the endless list of video games, our second Mario game or, or in the canon video game. We have Super Mario 64 also on the list. Also Mario Party, which is an ancillary game. Um, And yes, we're adding Super Mario Bros. 3. Probably one of my most nostalgic video games. I don't know if you guys have nostalgia for this one as well.
2: I I I do. I don't see how it can't be... Well... I guess I I feel like we reference this every now and then in this podcast, that Mike and I were a little... Just a couple years older than most everybody else on the pod. I think that is actually for a game like this. I think that's actually like... A critical couple of years because, like, this is like the game for us as like kids, like yeah, the game. It was,
0: like it was the the first game that would like blew my mind when I saw it. Like after I, after seeing this game, Super Mario World was like not like the shit that everybody, I think, that people that saw that for the first time was. Like, Super Mario Bros. 3 was, like, wild after playing a decade of Nintendo games.
2: Yeah, Super Mario World was, like, prettier looking because it was on the Super Nintendo, but, like, you were always going, is it better than Super Mario 3? I don't know. And, like, that's, I don't know. And also, like, the just, like, the cultural impact around this game, I think it was a little bit more... It was a little bit more present for us, I think.
0: Well... One of the big things about the difference between Super Mario Bros. 3 and Super Mario Mario World, which I was going to bring up later, is that, um, I didn't realize this, but in North America, Super Mario Bros. 3 only came out a year and a half before Super Mario World, which is wild to me. It seems about right. Yeah, so, like, I thought there would be, like, more time for us to build up that I love this game feeling, but I guess not a lot of people got the Super Nintendo at launch, so I guess that makes sense. I did,
2: I was a spoiled child. So I, I was ready to
3: go <laughs> yeah I I had played this game uh, I had Super Mario all-stars is like one of the first Super Nintendo games that I had so I, I played that version a lot um, you know after playing Super Mario World and I was just like oh this is so close to Super Mario World I really like it what the fuck's up with you know Super Mario Brothers 2 in the first one <laughs>
1: Yeah, for me, I, I do remember playing this game as a kid, but I think, Chris, your point about, like, being a little bit younger, like, this this wasn't, like, a game that I played or that I, like, have a ton of nostalgia for. I, I remember playing it and not being able to save and that turning me off, like, immediately, being like, what? Like, I'm expected <laughs> to beat this whole game and I'm supposed to sit here for four hours and play this game? Like... Why would I do that? And so, like, I liked it. But for that, that was, like, always, like, a, a barrier for me between, like, new and old games. So it was like, well, if I can't save, I don't want to play it because I feel like I'm just not going to be able to beat it at that point. God, so like, I it, it, I, I, it do, is... I remember I remember that, like, being tied in my brain playing this. So I was like, this is fun. I like this. It's Mario. It's cool. <laughs> um, but I see no reason to keep playing it because I can't save. So It I'm is, never gonna it is wild. It like, we're literally
2: just talking about just, like, uh, you know. Two three years age difference like between us, and it's like how just different the video game landscape kind of kind of shifted. Yeah, like
0: (laughs) I didn't I didn't really expect Super Mario Brothers three to have a save back then. Right, that was like I was
1: I was shocked when I saw that. I was like, it doesn't save. How do you play it? I don't know. What? How am
0: I supposed to
3: do this? It's it's like
0: and it's like surprisingly long too. It's like a if you play it straight through and you don't know what you're doing, it's like four or five hours.
3: You couldn't save at all. Like even if you lost your lives, you'd have to go back to world one no well, if, you, you, if you lose your
0: lives you start back at the yeah you continue you start back at the same world but so you start back at the same world but all of the levels are not beaten but the castles are so when you unlock the castles it's kind of like a dark souls <laughs> <laughs> shortcut thing
2: uh yes the original that, dark souls <laughs> super mario bros 3 dark souls <laughs> on, the, on the bingo card is that dark souls <laughs> that uh we're gonna hit it again when you say well this isn't like this game but <laughs> but no, like, the
1: shortcuts yeah, are yeah you gotta put a dollar in the jar i think for that
2: <laughs> i think like you know for the people listening that are like closer to uh myself and mike's age it's kind of like this was a game that like you know chances are like you're going to school talking about this game like the warp whistles like aren't like they're a secret, but, like, not a secret. I, like, they're, like, talked about, like, a Nintendo power, which, like, you probably yeah. went to school with, like, a couple people having Nintendo power and, like, talking about it. Like, this is, like, I... playground talk. This is, like, yeah, you know, like, this is, like, it's, like, on TV talk about, like, the warp whistles. I mean, it's in The Wizard, which I'm sure we'll talk right. about. Like Like, yeah, they, they, they reveal they... the warp whistles. Like, stuff like that, like, so it culture yeah it's, it's like filtered it's, into it's, the culture. it's soaked into like your everyday childhood
0: I still remember when my cousin showed me that you could duck behind the block in world th- in in level three of the world one, and you could run behind the scenes. My fucking mind was blown because he was like six years older than me, and he probably had like the strategy guide. And I was like, "Oh my god, you can do that! That's so yeah, cool!" Yeah, I, I remember being at, like
2: somebody's like birthday party, like where they show like that trick where you can go behind it, and like you got a room full of kids down to like a basement. to Go like, dude, look at, look at this, look at this, look at this. Like that's like. Yeah, it's such a weird, like, community childhood gotta experience. Be, that's got to be, like,
3: the most famous video game, like, trick or hidden thing, you know? Like, everyone knows about that. And, like, it's referenced in a lot of other games. Like, Celeste has a, uh, uh, a strawberry that's hidden behind something like that. And, like, as soon as you see the white block, you're like, oh, I know exactly what to do here. hmm
1: yeah, what, what you're describing right now, and this is going to factor in our conversation later, I'm sure, but, like, that was my experience playing Super or, uh, Mario 64, basically. It was like, whoa, this is huge. Like, talking about it at school, blowing my mind, showing me, like, a world of video games that I had not experienced before, being like, this is pretty revolutionary and, like... A cultural moment like what you're describing for super mario brothers 3 that was that was my experience with like 64 yeah it
0: was it was my experience with super mario 64 too yeah <laughs> like well, right. it was, but it was, was like cool. it was the <laughs>
2: first one for me you guys had had yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it's funny it's like i feel like super mario world didn't really have like that level of like childhood like cultural uh moment but like mario 64 and super mario 3 you do which yes i think that's a Probably a preview as to how this, uh, this episode is going to end. but
0: <laughs> yeah. Sam made a good point, though. Like Looking at Super Mario Bros. 3 and comparing it to Super Mario Bros. 1 and Super Mario Bros. 2 is interesting because here in the US, we got the uh, reskinned version of Doki Doki Panic, which I think a lot of people, if you're listening to this, probably know about that. But it was a different game when it came here, it was reskinned. Um, and. So Super Mario Brothers three came out and it references all of the stuff in Super Mario Brothers one, never references Super Mario Brothers two at all. <laughs> and you're like, what? And then it's funny because in the All Star version, I noticed that all the kings are uh, transformed into Super Mario Brothers two uh, people instead of being the like animals they are in the original. So they, like tried to filter it back in. And I think World 7's king is also Yoshi, okay. um, which is funny. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> Like they were an interesting time. Like they made Super Mario Brothers two. They made it different for here, from there. So they had to like incorporate stuff and change it up a bit. They like j- added so much to like what we think of Super Mario Brothers in this game. Like just things that we we now like totally think about, like overworlds were first introduced here. Um, Super Mario P speed and flying is like a thing that's in every two d Super Mario Brothers now. um. It's in super, super Mario World, Super Mario Three, super, New Super Mario Brothers. Um, it even is in some parts of uh, some of the 3D games as well. So, just like so much, the raccoon, the statue, which is referenced in Odyssey. Um, this game added a ton. It was just like
2: groundbreaking, mm-hmm. and it was
0: just a ton of new content for you in Super Mario Brothers.
2: It is kind of funny graphically, like how like us having Super Mario Brothers Two in the U.S. like as it was. Like Super Mario Bros. Three, didn't feel like graphically like a huge jump. But imagine if you just went from Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels, or like True Super Brothers Two, and then you you go from those graphics <laughs> to Super Brothers Three. What a yeah, huge leap! What a huge yeah. leap that is.
0: Yeah, um, one of the reasons why they made Super Mario Brothers. 2 different in the United States was because graphically they thought the original Super Mario Brothers. 2 was, wasn't going to be gonna cut it. They, they didn't want to put it out because it was like the same thing, essentially. Um, so, that's funny. Um, I do want to try Doki Doki Panic. I want to get off uh, for the disc system. Uh, there's like different, if you have to play through it four times to get the true ending and stuff, it's kind of kind of wild I was watching I do want to play that game
1: I was watching a little bit of the uh, the gaming historian doc about this this game earlier and they were talking about the whole you know the whole progression from one to two to three and how two felt like it was just like extra levels for Super Mario one um, and so then you know the original creator of, of Mario comes back and's got his team and they're trying to figure out how to designed Super Mario Bros 3 and apparently they were looking at an isometric design for a little while too because they wanted yeah, to so different they wanted to differentiate it so much and they found that like the you know the perception of like the jumps and distance was was off so it was harder to do the platforming and so they abandoned it but then they were looking at like all these different ways to differentiate it from from 1 and it's like all right we can't we can't just build the same game again like as much as people love Mario it needs to stand out on its own but still feel like Mario too just interesting that you know they kind of for something that feels so established now as like a formula that like there was this point where it was like man we're riding this huge wave of success and we came out with this sequel and people were kind of they kind of shrugged about it and they're like sure this is just more of the original and they were at this pivot point where they they put all these elements into this game that like set up the rest of the mario canon like for years and years to come like you know it's mario now like this is all established there's like a thousand mario games and, and ancillary games like uh mario party you know um, yeah, mm-hmm. I,
0: it's, it is funny because like the entire 80s. So in Japan, like Famicom was like the thing and it, the NES called Famicom, Famicom in Japan. Famicom was like huge, su- huge, super successful in like 87 or 88. NEC put out the PC engine, which turned into the Turbo Graphics in the United States. And that rose in popularity a ton. Um, and Nintendo saw them as an incoming competitor. So they were like, all right, fuck it. We're going to put all of our chips on the table. This took two years to develop. Um, and they were like, we're going to make this the ultimate Mario game so that people are, we can just kill the PC engine where it is right now. And so, and also the Genesis was coming out soon. So they they, they were worried about that. And so they, they made this game and it was just, they were like, here's all the resources you need. If it needs to be delayed, it needs to be delayed. Just add as much as possible and we're going to kill our competition. And it was a great fucking
2: game. <laughs> Well, mission accomplished.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you could take everything that's in this game, you know, update the graphics, change the levels around, and, you know, keep roughly the same amount of content and still have, like, a 10 out of 10 game. Today, I think. Well
1: yeah. I I was thinking about this playing playing it now for this podcast, uh, how much we were all in love with Shovel Knight and how much I personally love Shovel Knight. And I don't have particularly strong feelings for Super Mario Bros. three. Like I don't have the nostalgia like you guys have for it. But I loved Shovel Knight. And playing this, it's like, well, this is all Super Mario, obviously. I knew that going in, but like playing this again mm. and seeing the comparisons, it's like, man, they just they just took Super Mario Bros. 3 and they slapped a Shovel Knight skin on it, which of course they invented themselves. There's no Shovel Knight skin to sat on this. Um, and that's a great game in its own right, and I love it. Uh, but yeah, it owes everything to this game, and so many other platformers do, obviously.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, so the other thing in this game is that I think um, in, in terms of historical, thing important to mention is that uh, when the original Super Mario Brothers came out in Japan, they put it out on a cartridge for the Famicom. And that was supposed to be the swan song of the cartridge in Japan. So, like, they were like, we're going to make the best game we possibly can with this cartridge technology. Then we're going to ship out an add-on, which was a floppy disk, which had more space. So they could do a lot more. And the, and they put out everything on the Famicom disk system, was what it was called. Um, and around the time that this was going to be made, they started... The price of, of, of chips, ROM chips, started to go down. And what they could do with the ROM chips, they started to understand more and make bigger ones. And that allowed you to do more with... The technology, the Nintendo technology. And so because of this thing called an MMC chip, MMC3 chip in this one, um, they can do things like diagonal scrolling, which I don't know if you know this, but on Nintendo, there are not a lot of games that allow you to do diagonal scrolling. So that like opened up different limitations they previously had. Like, for example, they could animate um, tiles, sprite tiles, um, which they couldn't do before. So there was just so much more they did in this game that the, the technology allowed them to do as well. That's why it was kind of, at the time, more mind-blowing. Because you just think about it and Intuit, you're like, well, they just come on these gray boxes. They all probably have the same technology inside, but they don't. There's stuff in there that makes the system run a lot better.
2: Well, well said. Do, does
3: that <laughs> impact, uh, like, the content? Like, the amount of content they can have?
0: Yeah, that also... Okay. Had, yeah, because it it's, felt
3: like... I feel like it's very weird or rare to see in uh, NES games, like, you know, some things only show up for one level. Yeah. Like, you know, that's using resources they could use for other stuff. So, like, that has a lot of depth to the game and just, like, cool, cool shit, you know?
0: Yeah, of course. Totally. I mean, there's so much little shit in here. Like, it's things that, like... If you got to it as a little kid when you were originally playing this, you'd be like, yo, I got to this level and I got a suit that makes you turn into a Hammer Brother.
2: Right. And people are like, are like, holy shit, that's crazy. Right, because the, like, the Hammer Brother suit and the frog suit are like relatively rare
0: in the game. Yeah, and, it's and the, like, t- and the yep. Tanuka suit too.
2: And it's like, I remember like the, the Warp muscle thing becomes like so widely mm-hmm. known, I feel like, really early on after the game gets released, I feel like a lot of people are just like you know, most people, like, would just get the warp whistles, kind of skip to the end or close to the end anyway. But it's like, you know, I remember, like, we would talk about stuff as, like, kids going, like, well, did you go to the giant world? Because, like, you know, like, the question blocks are, like, huge. And it's, like, all the, like, the enemies are huge. And you know? it was, like, it was so, like, visually striking. That, like... But it
0: sounds like something that somebody's making up, right? Right, mm-hmm. right it Sounds like something that's... Some... that. Right. And then it's, yeah.
2: like, then it's, like, but, like, I remember, like, as a kid, I used to always play the sky level because it was so cool looking. That I was like, yeah. well, even though I can skip this, like, I want to play it for how cool it is and how fun it is. And plus, it was, like, the only world where you could get the, um, like, uh, what do they call it? Like, the teddy bear suit you turn into the uh, the statue? Tanooki suit. Ten- there you go. I was just thinking about Butters when he was, uh, you know, gets dressed up like a, a bear by parasol in that self. Park tenuki. episode. But, uh, <laughs> and then it's like, but then I also remember everyone universally going like, oh, yeah, World 7, the pipe level? Yeah, that sucks. Now it's like yeah. way too hard and not fun, and everyone just was like, <laughs> You gotta dodge that.
0: <laughs> I love that level, that's one of my favorite levels in the game. I think those levels, um, are super interesting. They do like the left right scroll, so you jump over the mm-hmm. left side and you come out the right side, yeah. And they use that in interesting ways. Um, it's cool, it's like, cool yeah, to have as, like, as
2: a kid. I feel like I like get to that and be like, This sucks. I remember I used to only play that level to get like, I think you could get hammer suits pretty easily in that world, yeah. And I think that's the only reason why I ever went there because they wanted the hammer suits.
0: They have the frog suit, which is, like, absolutely useless on the land. But if you're in the water, you're a fucking god. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: it's great.
3: Every uh, every water level, I, I was like, oh, a fucking water level? This sucks. And then I just remembered it would only be, like, 30 seconds long because the levels are all incredibly short.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if I realized this back in the day. And I don't know if this is a All-Stars versus Mario 3 difference. Um Uh, The All Stars version versus the original version, but so I did a warpless run of Mario Three on All Stars, and I went to the water level. And if you step on the Hammer Brothers on a water level when they're like walking across a water level, the bottom is flooded with water.
2: Wait, so So what?
0: (laughs) So if, if a if a Hammer Brother is on a tile that's a level that's a water level that you've already completed. If you kit the Hammer Brother, instead of having it just be dry. the overworld,
2: overworld, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so I didn't realize that that was a thing. And I was like, holy shit, this is something new I learned today after I've played this game a million fucking times. That's probably a
2: scenario that I... uh...
1: that's very uh that's very dark souls wouldn't you say uh...
0: (laughs) there there also is like there's stuff that you like rarely see in this game so they have bonuses which are cool like you get a house and you can get items that you can use to help yourself which i thought was cool at the time it kind of helps you progress um so if you really get stuck you can use an item um but then they also have like there's the end ship with the, the card game that sometimes appears. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fun where you have to do the matching card game. And then there's also like a very, very rare coin ship. So oh, sometimes yeah. a ship will appear on the map that's a, that is just filled with coins. Mm-hmm. And it's an auto-scrolling where you just collect all the coins. And it's like super rare and I don't understand how it triggers. But I've seen it a couple times. Oh, there's it has also... something to do with your
2: clock. It has something to do with your clock and your coins. Oh, uh, there's
3: also uh, white toad houses apparently that will just show up and you can go in and get an item and they're not like the regular toad houses that are around.
0: Oh, I've I've never seen that before.
3: Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. yeah, I was reading about it on the net today. <laughs> I I didn't see them either. The the internet? <laughs> yeah, the net. Crazy. The web. You were on the web. On the web?
0: <laughs> was that S- Sandra Bullock? Was she there? <laughs>
1: That was the first rated R movie I've ever saw. And uh, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. It, burned in my brain. It was like, I was like in my living room, my parents were watching it and I was kind of half watching it. And they were like, "Eh, you probably shouldn't be, but it's fine. It's just Sandra Bullock. And that that's, that's, that's my story. Yeah. The
0: other, the other thing this game adds, so we talked about it, but we didn't specifically say it like thwomps, chain chumps, all these things we know about today, all introduced in this game. Oh. Um, yeah, and like it's just it's a, it's a great game. Um what else can I say? Uh the Koopling, Koopalings were interesting I think at the time where they had the boss that were the, at the time the children of Bowser. Now it's not the children of Bowser. They've retconned that for some reason. Wait, what are they Really? Bowser Jr. is the only child of Bowser. Oh, what the uh, fuck? The Koopalings are like their henchmen.
3: Oh. <laughs> I, I love the, the Koopalings are way cooler. They're all named after musicians.
0: Yeah, they're, yeah. All there's Guns N'
2: Roses and like Ozzy and yeah, stuff like, like that. Iggy
0: Pop. It's Iggy is Iggy Pop. Roy is Roy Orbison. Lemmy is Lemmy. Um, Ludwig is L- Ludwig van Beethoven. Wendy O. Williams is a uh, Wendy is Wendy O. Williams from the Plasmatics. Um, and then Morton is Morton Downey Jr., who's a talk show host. I don't know who Morton Downey Jr. Man, is. And what a what
1: a super group! That's a crazy super group right there. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and then Larry. Yeah. Who's Larry. Larry? Was, <laughs> Larry was named just because the localizer thought he looked like a Larry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Roy was my uh, was my favorite as a kid. I thought Roy was the coolest looking one. He probably reminded uh, me of the most of a Ninja Turtle at the time. That's probably why I liked liked Roy.
0: You, you can. You can thank this to um, Dave Brooks, who is a localizer at Nintendo at the time. One guy just decided to make these the names of his favorite musicians. <laughs> so that's why they're like that. Um, but yeah, so they've been around. I mean, I love Ludwig. Ludwig's my main in uh, Mario Kart, so he's my fave. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're in everything, too. They're, they've been appeared in... So they were first seen here. There's just so much that was just like the canon Mario has come from this game.
2: This should have been like like a Mori Povich episode to like really like tie up the nineties aspect of this where it's like Mori like reveals that like Bowser is not the father of all these kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The one thing we haven't talked about, we got to danced around it is the wizard, the game, the movie that was um,
2: the namesake of this pod.
0: Yeah. Yes, that's where this comes from. We should talk about that more probably <laughs> in this episode. Um, I saw the so I didn't know Super Mario Brothers three was the thing, and I went to the Capitol Theater and I saw. Uh, my grandmother took me there to go see a movie in Arlington, movie. the Capitol Theater, yeah. just down the street yeah. from me. Nice, been there sure. myself. Yep, um, this is the budget theater um, that we would go to back in the day, and
1: it's a very nice theater. I had a great time.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I love it. I used to love going there. We used to see. I saw. I think I saw. What other movies I've seen there? I saw The Cutting Edge there. I remember do you remember that movie where the hockey player turns into a figure skater not my choice that night to go see that movie it was my sister's choice um but yes and then we went to go see the wizard and the wizard I didn't know Super Mario Bros 3 existed so when they show the scene where the final battle is playing Super Mario Bros 3 I was like Super Mario Bros 3 it's it's real
2: I also so. didn't know that score you get in Double Dragon in the first level uh, existed either. <laughs> until until the wizard t- told me it did.
0: Yeah, there's. I mean, that movie's great. Send me an angel. Um, <laughs> I believe the band is named Real Talk. Is uh, a great song that exists in that that movie. Have you guys
2: seen yeah. the wizard?
3: I've never seen the wizard. I've never wow. seen it. No. Oh my god!
1: I never
2: seen. God, it. Well, I we were talking. Comes, about, for, uh, we were talking about it as a potential movie
1: for uh, for like for the holidays, you know, coming up. And I don't know, maybe we should do
2: it. I think maybe it counts as it. like it's like even though it's, it's not based on a video game, it's literally a movie made to market a video game. So. Right. Yeah. Like, and, the, it's, and it's and it's the, uh, the podcast the n-
1: podcast namesake. Yeah. And like it could be a very special holiday episode. You know, we watch we watch yeah. the wizard. You know, something like that. A
0: celebration. Yeah. Of the podcast, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um. We could all but have. Yeah, that, we could
1: all have hot cocoa. Maybe it'll start snowing while we watch it. You know. Maybe yeah.
0: <clears throat> that movie was not in the original plans when they were developing this game for it to be a Super Mario Brothers Three movie. In the middle of production, they approached Nintendo and were like, "Yo, listen, we, we're doing this thing. We're making this movie about video games." That the person, the producer, who wanted to make this game said he wanted to make a Tommy for a younger audience. Um, so the the Who movie. The Who, um, yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, that um, that's the
1: story behind the wizard.
2: It makes <laughs> yes, sense with all the video I mean, game playing. That's...
1: Just swap that out for pinball. Yeah,
2: okay. Yeah, okay. I mean it's not too far off. So so yeah,
0: so they they wanted to do that, and so they made it. And um, Nintendo was like they had to delay this game because of I guess there was a chip shortage at the time, um, so it didn't reach the U.S. until like a year after it was in Japan. And the Universal came up to them and was like, yo, do you have a game that you want to promote and we want to put it in this? And so the movie company actually paid to license the game footage from Nintendo. And they used it as a marketing um, event, essentially. Yeah. Which is great. I mean,
2: the movie reveals the warp whistle secret.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, they had to have been like, we want to show this in the game. They had creative control over the movie. Nintendo did. They They could veto anything that was in the movie.
3: In the as whole part of movie. their
0: yeah, as part of their licensing deal. So like, if they were like gonna badmouth Nintendo for whatever reason, Nintendo would be like, nah. That's why when at one point, um, what's his name, the character who's like a big deal in the '80s, Fred who's Savage? the Savage, brother. No, the other one, the older older brother.
2: Oh, Christian Slater. yeah, yeah, yeah. When
0: Christian Slater hooks up the Nintendo in the hotel room, oh, I'm yeah. always like, that would never happen. You can't just turn it on. You'd have to blow in it. Like, they couldn't, sh- they couldn't show that part.
2: God, that'd be the, that'd be the second uh, appearance by Christian Slater on the uh, It's So Bad Goes to the movie. I was just going to say, I was like, Christian Slater was in
3: this movie?
1: I'm looking it up.
2: Fred Savage yeah. was
1: in this movie? Okay. Yeah, I
3: knew Fred Savage was in it. I didn't know that uh, Christian Slater was.
0: Yeah, that scene always stuck out to me Even as a kid when I didn't like know any better I'd be like, that's not how it works You yeah. can't just like, turn it on
2: <laughs> Jenny
3: Lewis is in this?
2: Yeah, hey, what? This movie, it's got, wild got, it's just... yeah, The movie is awesome All right. She's like the we're, best part
3: We're gonna watch this And, and, then, they,
2: and then they, like, they like, randomly uh, mock at the power glove like, Right in the middle of the movie
3: I
1: feel like this has to be the next
2: movie now I think
1: it's it's coming together <laughs> I know we were talking about Resident Evil and I was excited about it, but I don't know. maybe yeah. maybe we revisit that.
0: A um, couple other things about this um, game. So I mentioned that Super Mario World was released like a year and a half later. Um, the other thing is that um, uh, two guys by the names of John Carmack and Tom Hall, how they get started in video games is they w- developed a PC port of Super Mario Brothers three as a side project and pitched it to Nintendo. And those two would go on to make doom. So uh, commit also, they started with commander Keen, which was like a rip on Super Mario Brothers three. And then they made Wolfenstein and then they made doom. So that's pretty wild. Wow. <laughs> wow.
1: Go figure. Who would have it's thought impressive. that those be connected? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Do, uh, do we want to mention Super Mario all-stars at all yeah that's uh, good remake like yeah.
0: wild that it was like at the time you didn't really think of the word remake or remaster and I mm. didn't really backwards associate that with that game until relatively recently but yeah they remade those games and I got it for free back in the day when I bought my Super Nintendo yeah I just had I, it I, I mailed away they they had a coupon to mail away for the game <laughs> and I mailed away and I got it and I was like holy shit I got a piece of mail that's awesome <laughs> but it's like a video game <laughs> Because I was, like, nine. <laughs> um, but yeah, All-Stars was great. It, like, I played the shit out of those games. And I think that's, like, in thinking about it, when I was playing that game, I was like, you know, I probably like retro games a lot more because I played Super Mario All-Stars back in the day. And I was like, wow, old games can be good still.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you, was your first exposure to Super Mario, Super Mario All-Stars as well? Uh, I
1: couldn't tell you, to be honest, whether it was that or, or the original. Because, mm. um, I I mean, as I've said before, I did not have a console until the original PlayStation. So, up until that point, I played plenty of video games, but it was always, like, at a friend's house. So, like, friend had a Genesis, I would go over there and play Sonic, and I would play those other games. I had friends who had Nintendo, and I'd play Star Fox, and, you know, I'd play some Mario. Mm-hmm. But I was always kind of bouncing around and whatever people had, and, you know, if I was... Whether it was, like, a party, and I was just, like, killing times with all my parents, like, you know, went off and did their thing. It was just, like, always limited amounts of time playing these games as a kid.
2: So, wait, when was your, like, do you, prior to recording this episode, did you have any period of time where, like, you were, like, oh, I'm playing all the way through Super Mario Bros. 3? Or, like, was this it?
1: this was it uh i will admit i am not the biggest mario fan overall what tends to happen with me when i play mario games with the exception of probably mario 64 64 is that i play for like an hour or two and then i get bored and i
2: never play it again mm. um, it, this is I'm an like, audio podcast but mike just visually a stroke i saw i saw it, I our, saw it. Our, he <laughs> was like what he's like <laughs>
1: it's like i just told
2: him his religion was wrong or something like, <laughs> so I, um,
0: well so not the not the worst comparison so this, <laughs> this,
2: i i know <laughs> Not so much for the ranking discussion, but I guess for right you now because this is I, this is very interesting because like we have like two two people on here that are like this is like their childhood, right? And Sam I think is somewhere in the middle, and then like this is like you're kind of playing it really like the f- in depth like for now for this podcast. So like yeah, like, I'm, what, I'm interested what in the history.
1: I'm interested in the history of this game and its imp- mm-hmm. and its importance, but like as a game itself, it, it's you know. It's not going on my hit list, like, my personal hit list. Um, so it's just – that's just how it is. I, it, I always – whenever I play a new Mario game, I'm like, oh, man, Mario. Okay, I'm going to get into this right now. And then I'm like, like a season. all right, cool. Cool. <laughs> so there's more stars to collect. So And it's like I had a great time doing it for an hour, and then I just – put it down and I don't play it again mm. this
3: doesn't do I, that though it's just levels There's yeah, this like, was, well, well I will say collect.
1: I will say I was actually I kind of came in like you know thinking this game whatever it's probably overrated and because I had only played it like years and years ago it's been forever since I picked this up and I had a good time playing it I will say like it moves it's faster have I'm playing it on the switch so like having the save states and being able to do that is helpful that also got me through super metroid so those kinda quality of life upgrades definitely kept me moving through this. And just it's you're right, it's a fast pace it's a fast paced game. So like also myself having played more video <coughs> games in the meantime from the last time I played this, like appreciating shovel knight that helped me appreciate this too so you know i'm not not trying to throw cold water all over this game but it's not it's it's not a personal standout for me i
0: will say (laughs) something that i discovered in this this time time playing through it and i played through it i like can't remember how many times but in this time playing through it what i found is that um so the levels are really short and thinking about it like compared to other mario games most of the levels are very particularly short um i think um And then the other thing, which I thought helped with moving through the game, um, so I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but the other thing that I felt is that, you know, I've played Celeste recently and a bunch of other platformers, and the thing about platformers is you can't have a lot of friction. Like, when I say friction, I mean, like, Celeste, when you die, you get right back into your next try. And it's very satisfying to just go, 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 go as fast as possible. And I feel like there's not a lot of friction in this game. And I also think it helps that this game is not like the most hardest game until like maybe World 8 where it becomes kind of hard. But this game's pretty easy to just kind of fly through in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and that was probably something that stood out to me when I was a kid, too, is that, like, I wasn't as good as video games when I was playing this when I was, like, what, six or something like that at some friend's house. So I was probably struggling and not being able to save, and I didn't actually own the game, so I limited time with it. And so it just never it never stuck for me um, mm-hmm. in that sense. And,
0: and thinking about it, I think, like, one of the key aspects that makes this game great, the, the friction for a how how you feel in moving also feels fucking, like on point it's super tight um but the other thing that i was thinking about is the difficulty curve so the difficulty curve in this game is almost perfect for a video game the only thing that is bad is when you get to world eight it gets particularly hard there's like a little bit too much of a ramp but all the way from one through seven it's like a linear difficulty curve that's like almost tuned perfectly
2: mm. and i would say that that two two things to that like kind of to add like the difficulty curve is like but kind of more to go to, like, how it introduces you to, like, the game's mechanics. When you think about the first world, like, those first handful of levels, like, you do get two standard platformer levels, but then you also get one auto-scrolling level, but then you also get, like, one that's, like, the very hilly one with, like, the pipes. It introduces you to, like, the sliding mechanic, like, rolling down hills and stuff. And then it's, like, it gives you all, like, the, hey, here's all the different little things you can do throughout this game. Right that's, here, right off the. That's bat. like a. It's perfect. That's a
0: touchstone of me. Mi- that's a Miyamoto. Like, yeah. One hundred percent thing. Even even with like, like in
2: the, I was gonna say in the first really quick too with like World Eight and stuff. It's like we have like the boat levels and stuff. Like again, talking about like kind of schoolyard talk. Like those boats, like you can swim under some of those boats and clear the entire yeah. level without ever getting on the boat because you can just swim under. And it's like it's like that exploration, just like trying things like outside the box, like. Just, you know, I mean, it's so polished. It's just, like, the fact that you can even do that is just incredible. uh, There's some cool, like,
3: non-linear levels, too. Like, in World 2, there's the one with, uh, like, the purple kind of pipes that, uh, I don't know, frame the level. And you have to, like, go forward and then go back. And, like, it's not about just going from left to right and getting to the end. You have to, like, find the door that you can go through. Mm. And I feel like, you know, earlier platformers didn't have that. And, um, like the, uh, there's one fortress in particular that was, like, really difficult to figure out. I don't remember what the, uh solution was but it it just reminded me of like the ghost house in uh yeah super mario world you know yeah and they were like, like
0: combination fortress ghost house because they have this is the first introduction of the boo too um interestingly enough oh, yeah. the boo was boo was designed after one of the designer's wives who was really shy in public and would get really mad if he was late so well <laughs> so that's
2: why, that, that's why they made that sounds like a, a tip of the iceberg character <laughs> um, what's the this should be an easy one what is, what is the one character that carries over from Super Brothers 2 to this game Doki Doki Panic reskin Super Brothers 2 over to this game Toad?
0: the bo- the ombs yes the bob oh yeah Toad
2: 2 yeah. Toad 2 yeah
0: uh, Toad's in the first one Toad's in the uh, oh yeah yeah is when you go right. to the castles right so oh
3: uh, okay
0: um, I do like at the very end of the game if you beat it the princess says I'm sorry Mario but the princess is in another castle Ah, ha, ha, ha Just kidding.
2: That's the ending of the game.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Bowser's
2: also kind it's... of got like a '90s mohawk in this game, like mullet mohawk thing, kind of going on.
0: He does look like a professional wrestler from the early '90s. <laughs> um, yeah, and what else? Oh, yeah, and like the princess isn't captured until World Seven. At the end of World Seven, when you beat it, it's like a letter from Bowser, and he's like, "Ha ha ha, bitch! I got you, all, bitch, again."
2: Was that a Juggernaut reference?
0: I don't know what that was.
2: From the, uh... Whoa, it's the Juggernaut, bitch! Uh, no. No. Um,
0: but yes, yeah, so where does this game... I think we can talk about it now. Where does this game go on our endless list of video games? Which is number one, Super Mario 64, all the way down to the last time we added a game... I forget, what, what did we do the last time? That we added a game? Burger Time. Burger Time yes <laughs> burger time was number 95 we get goes all the way down to number 140 wow. dark castle
1: 95 really oh i guess 95 is not as low on the list as i remember it <laughs> yeah, right the, oh, like, the list is long
0: <laughs> you know there was one point in time where i worry about if we had too many of a particular genre of games and now i'm just like i don't fucking give a fuck There's yeah. so many
1: games. I think, we, I think we've spread it out enough at this point that <laughs> you know we'd have yeah. to do some work to really get ourselves into trouble again
0: <clears throat> um so yeah where does super mario brothers 3 go i'll start as a starting point um number 140 dark castle is terrible Um, (laughs) okay we'll put it it right above that we'll put it right above. yeah
1: 139 let's play video games (laughs) bitch um
0: i don't know we're like obviously i think this is a top 10 game i don't think there's much arguing that it's not a top 10 game i
2: mean i think uh well, no, yeah, no, everyone else should go. I think that's I think that's fair.
1: Um I guess I'll not being somebody who spent a lot of time with this game, played a little bit of it this time, I'll just I'll give my spiel and I'll let you guys go for it. Um Yeah, I mean, this definitely feels like a top 10 game to me. I mean, it feels like you guys want to put this at the top of the list, like pretty close to the top of the list. So, you know, let, we'll let we'll let that work out. But for the the, you know, the gaming historian that uh it, or the gaming history conversation that we've had here obviously a really really important game it's mario it's one of the biggest games ever like it you can see its influence in so many other games that came after it like shovel knight like i was saying but a thousand others as well um it feels like it's the mario game too in a certain way like maybe 64 is the other one too but like for the 2d platforming era like it sounds like this is this is the one um Maybe the original kind of obviously got this all started, but like this is the one where they made they made the additions, they made the refinements and it really captured everybody's imagination and like became a real, you know, solidified itself as a phenomenon. Um, So uh, the history behind it and the legacy of it, it's, you know, undeniable for me. So definitely see this being a top tier game for sure. Um, So, yeah, that's my piece.
3: It's hard for me to like bump any of the games in the top ten down, and I'm not looking forward to having to do it.
0: I um, will just say, right now, because I don't, I don't think Steve, I don't think you're correct. I think actually that this game goes at number three. Well, uh, I wasn't personally.
1: Yeah, I mean, top of the list, like top three. It felt like we were knocking on the door. I'd,
0: I don't think this is a number one game. I'll tell you tell you why I don't think that this is a number one game. Breathing a little I easier think this, right now. All right. <laughs> I think this is I think this is a, um, like the best they could do with Mario at the time. And I think it also was like, elevating everything. So it was elevating everything that was there, everybody was doing at the time in terms of the platformer. Everybody, every company, like every company was making platformers. This is like the best one at the time. I will say... And I think it's one of the best ones ever. I don't know if it's better than Super Mario World. I, I, and I think that... And it has something to do with the fact that Super Mario World is... The mechanics they introduce in Super Mario World open up way more possibilities. And you can see that, like, in... ROM hacking Super Mario World games are... Is, like, one of the... It's fucking so popular. There are people on Twitch who have 5,000 viewers every day watching Super Mario World hacks. Like... Those mechanics are super tight to the point where that game movement is almost perfect. So I'm like, I I don't know if this game is necessarily even better than that. I think, I do think that it's a very, very good game. I think it's like the, it's like a very top tier video game, but I don't think it's better than, it's a better or more influential game than Tetris. And I think Super Mario 64 opened, was so like to your, in talking about mind blowingness, I was way my mind was way more blown about Super Mario 64, and I also think it's like still one of the best, if not the best, three D platformer that exists.
1: Yeah, just to respond to that, I mean, I, 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 that's that's what I was thinking in the back of my mind is that like obviously I have the the bias of that was the game that I played versus three, but like the the leap from. 2D platformers and that whole era to 3D and the era of Nintendo 64 and PlayStation and like these 3D worlds and how pivotable, pivotal Mario 64 was to that, like that just seems like a greater technological achievement for, for one. And they
0: weren't, and they weren't working, like Super Mario Bros. 3 was working on a template of improving Super Mario right. Bros. 1 and making that perfect. exactly And this was just a first initial attempt at a 3D platformer that was extremely good Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. yeah that's why i think it's exactly
1: it's a it's a better version of a previous game whereas super mario 64 is still mario but it's for all its intents and purposes it is the first game in a new kind of series of games um they just happen to be mario games um and yeah i mean tetris the history of tetris i think probably stands out more people would know tetris probably than know super mario brothers 3 even though there's probably a ton of people who played super mario brothers 3 so that that i I I agree with that nod as well
0: yeah, I also think Tetris is, like, pick up and play a bit easier, and, like, it's just as satisfying to have a very good lengthy uh, play session in that. And I also think it's just the the, the novelty of its initial design is makes it higher in right. my mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say the gameplay in 3 is probably better than Tetris. Like, Tetris nails what it's trying to do, and it's revolutionary, obviously, but, like, there's obviously much more going on with 3. But the legacy of Tetris, I think, is is... It's top it's at the top of the list. It's like that's the history. That's the historical video game.
2: I'm gonna be on the side of I think this is of the games we've viewed thus far, I think this is the top the top game. I think compare like yes, I get like Super Mario sixty-four is obviously fantastic. It's the number one game right now, but there is also like an aspect to it that I think in retrospect is like For lack of a better term, it's like I kind of look at like Super Mario 64 was, in addition to being a great game, it's also a bit of like a tech demo for like what the Nintendo 64 is going to do, whereas I think Super Mario Bros. 3 was like, we're making a game. We're making like the the best game we can make. And I think mechanically and gameplay wise, it's like in 2021, like what plays better probably to most people, probably Super Mario Bros. 3. Like, people aren't, like, probably copying and pasting Super Mario 64. to like, modern games. Like, whereas, like, the Shovel Knight comparison is a great comparison, right? Like, it's a timeless gameplay style, right? Like, even though we we had a period in gaming where we moved away from 2D side-scrolling platforms and stuff, but, like, now things have kind of come back around again where, like, that is less important. It's kind of more what just makes a fun game. It's like games like Shovel Knight are emulating Super Mario Bros. 3. They're not emulating uh, Mario 64. And I think with Tetris, like with the exposure aspect and like just like how it's like such a like, it was also like a cultural milestone, I guess I'll say. Like I think I said in the episode two, like and I still kind of hold this belief that like I think Tetris gets as much of its cultural uh, nostalgic aspect from, like, the fact that it was, like, a readily accessible, bundled-in Game Boy game. And I think, like, that was just made it so accessible to, like, everybody, including your grandmother. that like, everybody knew Tetris. Obviously, Tetris is a great game. But I think that has a factor with, like, when we say, like, well, you know, everybody knows Tetris. Everybody plays Tetris. Well, I think it's because, like, it was bundled with a Game Boy and so many Game Boys were sold. But... Well,
0: people people bought Game Boys because of that. And I would say that not a lot of people are fondly remembering Keith Courage and Alpha Zones. And that's because it was bundled with the te- TurboGrafx and it didn't sell. Graphics didn't sell because it was bundled with Keith Courage. And Mario
2: we- 3 wasn't bundled with Nintendo and people were buying Mario Brothers 3 because of how good it was. You know? I like, I mean, it it, cut, think- it cuts, cuts both ways on that.
3: I don't think this can be number one just because there's like more 2d platformers now like i don't think that there there's a ton of good 2d platformers because super mario 3 is good i think there's a lot of 2d platformers because they're easily accessible to make and play and there's still a lot that can be done like with them like it's a timeless the- genre
0: and I mean, they were back in the day. They were ubiquitous. They were every fucking where. Like they were. Everybody was making a platformer, and I, I, Mario was the best one even at the time. But um, yeah, I mean, it was just a format. It's like you said. It's super easy. <clears throat> I will say it's super intuitive. Like I have a three year old, and he can play platformers. He can't play three D games because you only have to move left and right. You don't have to move in three dimensions. So like, yeah, they're like. And I think Super Mario Brothers, the original one, like, was a showcase and how you can design a game to introduce people to a concept without showing them words that they have to read, um, just like uh, teaching while you play. I think Super Mario Brothers Three does that too, and I think that that's why these games are masterclasses in some respect. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- I think that. Oh, I think that's what people take away. In modern platformers, take away is like that introductory learning stuff and a lot of stuff from the Mario games, but. Yeah
1: right and to the to the people who are making games like super mario 64 now well that's a lot of all the big budget 3d exploration based games Mm -hmm. like they all owe that to super mario 64 um and like to the tech demo point like another game that we played in the mario world that is a tech demo is luigi's mansion and like that you know that's that's a fun game it's got some character it's got some charm to it it's relatively simple and straightforward and fits the tech demo description I think a little bit more even though Mario 64 obviously is a tech demo just by the fact that like we're displaying all this new technology that the 64 is capable of and like this is our launch game and look at what it all can do but it is a full complete fleshed out game too it's not like Luigi's Mansion where it's just, like we're showing you what the graphics can do and how you can move around kind of in this like dollhouse space in different directions with the thumbsticks like it, you know that's a tech demo i think Mario 64 is that's a that's number one on our list right now. I
0: will I will say, like, I'm super hyped for Elden Ring. Like, I am, like, for me, and I'm not, like, fronting here. I'm saying that, like, I, like, see that game, and I'm like, fuck. Like, I really want to play it, and I'm hyped for it. But there is no game that will ever come close, and I'm always chasing that high of playing super Mario, super Mario 64. I'm like, man, I remember I was so fucking hyped for that game, and I will never be hyped for anything like that ever again so that's (laughs) right
1: except for ocarina of time obviously which is you know come on
0: (laughs) i did at the time i will say this at the time yes um but in retrospect having played that game on the wii u with a horrible control screen scheme i was like really off put by that game but i want to i want to play it again obviously
1: zelda zelda's my mario that's that's my that's my jam
3: i feel like i'm hiding in like the dark Metroid corner where Metroid prime was like my, uh, my Mecca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's
1: not a dark. Corner. I remember, that's not a dark Metroid. I always took a Metroid corner. I, but... I
0: did remember when I first saw the, the tech demo or the demo of them showing like stuff hitting her screen and like the water on the dew drops. I'd be like, Oh my God, that's so cool. <laughs> 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 so yeah, that's where I am on that game. I never played it. I haven't played it yet
2: though. So it sounds so. like I'm at one Mike is at three, and it I am unclear where Steve and Sam are at.
0: This might be a take the average, so... That's
1: what I, I, that's what I, that's what I was setting up there. I want to hear Sam's spiel.
3: Uh, <laughs> my spiel is that I I haven't played a lot of these ones that are actually up at the top, Um. And there's games that I like more than Super Mario Brothers Three lower, so I'm kind of having like a, uh, you know, meme moment with the chalkboard and a lot of equations going on. I think I see see your cursor over Bloodborne. I see see Bloodborne, I click it. It's what happens. (laughs) It's how I operate on the internet. (laughs) Me too.
0: (laughs) Steve, where are you at?
1: It's interesting, I thought I was gonna be fighting more of you off of of the number one spot, so I feel like I have a little more a little more room to gallop here. I mean I, <laughs> I said I said that this is not a personal favorite for me, so I would personally rather play Metal Gear Solid, rather rather play Resident Evil 4, rather play Castlevania. Um, Chrono Trigger. I'd probably play this over Chrono Trigger. Tr- chrono oh, Trigger. I one. That's, that's, Eli- that's just that's just a taste thing. That's a taste, thing. That's a taste chrono, thing. But oh, oh, on, Chris, but allow me to keep going. You you allow chrono me to trigger. keep going. I would rather also play Bloodborne over this game too. And Bloodborne's below that. So I mean, it I'm I'm dropping towards the bottom of the deck. Oh, wait,
2: wait, wait. It's <clears> a get <good> it back. Did you <laughs> did you say you would rather play Chrono Trigger?
1: No, I think I would rather play Super Mario Brothers. 3. Oh, uh, but I really I liked that. Chrono Trigger. Don't the get me the wrong. alliance is off. The is <laughs> off. Chrono Trigger
3: is where is like the game that I'm thinking about the most in relation to uh, Super Mario Brothers Three. Though, like, yeah, I think Six is pretty appropriate.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, and that was part of it too. Is like I don't want to drop this too too far, and oh, I man. personally, Bloodborne, Bloodborne's my jam. Um, so I
0: I could. I could see a case for it going below Metal Gear Solid, but it's really hard for me to put this game below Resident Evil Four.
1: Yeah, and that's the that's the historical and the impact side of the conversation here too. I is it just I mean, four? I mean, man,
0: Resident Evil Four? No, I like Resident. No, no, really no, like is
3: is uh, is Super Mario Bros. three, four? Too many numbers in all these games right now. Uh,
1: I mean, yeah. if, if we want to say the influence side of things, too, we spent the whole Resident Evil 4 podcast talking about how many over-the-shoulder shooters and action games have cribbed from that as well, too. So it's not like that's like an easy throwaway. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I don't know. Yeah,
2: I guess I'll, I'll just... Uh, I don't know if this helps or hinders things, but in this top ten, even though I was making the argument for Mario to be number one uh Chrono Trigger is like my favorite game in the top 10 but uh but I'm also kind of thinking like in the grander scheme of Super Mario 3 versus like what I think it's really it's peers are are Tetris and Super Mario 64 which which is where I was kind of coming from with my this should be the top game ranking personal list Chrono Trigger is is the top this is the top game in this top 10
1: Chris, I do like Chrono Trigger a lot. I want to make that clear. So, I'm not yeah, trying to yeah. Chrono yep. Trigger. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> I will say that I think I've said everything that I can say. I can't really think up an argument. Um, to, I don't think I could think up an argument to convince you guys to go higher than Metal Gear Solid. I, I think that I really like Metal Gear Solid. I like all the games that are in the top ten. Like, obviously. Um, so what do we have we
2: have but, a one and a three?
1: and yeah it's hard to debate these well i guess i have to put a dollar in the jar when i say this but it's hard to debate these games in the top <laughs> ten. you know like these are really these are all really really good games and to sam's point earlier it's like it's tough to like start moving them around a little bit sometimes because you're like it's getting tough it's getting I feel tough. like the top
0: five top five in particular is really hard yeah. for me yeah um i do think that i like coming into this i like 100 percent believe that this is a top it, it, on this list, it's a it's one hundred percent a top five game, and just in general, it's probably in the grand scheme of all video games a top twenty game. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I want it to go high because nothing's gonna go. Yeah, not a lot are gonna go higher than me for me. Um, Metal Gear Solid is a game that I like really like, and I think that it's great. I think it's groundbreaking in a lot of ways. I think the story is wild, but. Like do I want to stop and play Metal Gear Solid right now? No. And no. this is a just a me thing. Yeah. Like but I could pick up and play Super Mario Bros 3 at any time. But like how and many I could enjoy it.
3: How many times have you seen Requiem for a Dream,
2: which is a pretty good movie?
0: I saw it once and I never want to see it again.
3: <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: <laughs>
2: I mean, never never. I mean again. to that point I mean, Mario is uh taking well, Mario Bros 3 is taking place in the uh, theater or uh, stage.
0: I will we say a better, better the, example,
2: cur- the curtain's coming down and all that stuff. Mario 3 is a play.
0: Yeah, it's a stage play. Yeah. That is That's cool. Something.
3: I do like that aspect of it.
0: Um, one thing I will say more in that regard for a movie for me is like, in terms of it's like a fucking great movie, but I never want to see it again. Hereditary. Oh my God. That would be like an all time movie for me, but the I never want to watch it again ever again.
1: Wait, are you saying you never want to play Metal Gear Solid again? Is that what you're saying right now? I feel like we're comparing no, this to I, some pretty I, heavy, I, like intense. I movies.
0: do. Uh, <clears throat> to that point, I do want to play it again at some point. Fire yeah. Three is really
2: getting like compared it. to some odd movies right now. Yeah, yeah that's what all. Right, I was just so, like a long <laughs> cast, <laughs> like, like
3: like Once Upon a Time in the West is like four fucking hours long, and it's really good. But I don't have four hours all the time. The, Mario, the, the, Mario,
2: the, Mario, the Mario, accessibility Mario and the is... quickness. Is a movie I would like to see again, like No Country for Old Men. A movie I would not like to see again? Species.
3: <laughs> I, think, I think we're off the
1: rails. I think we're off the rails here. Um, I'm going to put us, I'm gonna put my, us my back vote, on the rails. <laughs> my vote is number four. Number four. Four? Okay. Okay. Uh, my vote is... Yeah, I guess, I guess I'm okay with four. I, I'm personally going to say, I, like, I'm like. i just going to vote on personal feeling and say eight.
2: Oh. Well, that was...
0: Well, that makes it number four.
1: <laughs> I just want to go on record and say Bloodborne's off awesome. Did you do that math? Did I, you just for a second and do that math? I'm Joe Can Biden. I I'm Joe Biden. <laughs> You're Joe Biden. Which side of the spectrum am I on? Oh, boy. Oh, on the Bloodborne side. <clears throat> Come to the Bloodborne party. <laughs>
2: So, uh, do we have a new number four then? Yeah, that we, we lose that uh, that Resident Evil four at four.
1: I know, that hurts. <laughs> that, hurts. that hurts. It's a tough one.
2: <laughs> you sure you don't want to make it three, Steve? Nope. <laughs> 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 it,
3: it breaks my heart to see Resident Evil four not before it to go to go out of the top ten.
0: It doesn't break my heart.
1: Breaks my
3: heart a little bit, too. I'm, I'm going to just drink a lot, which is what I've already been doing. <laughs> Keep that train on, rolling.
0: <laughs> Congratulations to Super Mario Brothers 3. You are not number three, as I was hoping for. <laughs> you are number four. If there was oh, a way we
1: could it. make that three and Resident Evil 4, we could have had an alliance somehow, but that wouldn't, wouldn't have played. Well, you <laughs> fucked it up, so.
0: <laughs> oh, you know we didn't do the last time we did another uh, game in the series. We didn't re-rank... The other game oh, I, that we have on. The list. I thought that
1: was going to come into play because you guys were, were going to fire for for number one here, and there was going to be some talk about moving Super Mario sixty four down. So I was worried about. I does
2: anybody want to talk about moving Super Mario sixty four? No. No. Does anybody <laughs> want to talk about moving? What else? We got Mario Party. There's Mario
1: Party. Mario of- Party needs to be the new number three. You're right. We got to move that up there.
0: Um. Yes. So we didn't but we didn't do it for what game did we add? I forget what it was and I was like, "Damn, I thought about it afterwards and I was like, I probably made the right call and not having that discussion because I wanted that podcast was, to end." Was it
1: Resident <laughs> Evil 4? It was probably Resident Evil 4. Yeah, 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 yeah. it okay. was Resident Evil 4. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay.
0: Cuz I wanted to move Resident Evil down <clears throat> personally.
1: I mean, it's going to move. It's going to move. You're right. Like Actually, that
0: top 5 you
1: know, area and then now below it like there's more wiggle room between, like, 6 and 10 than there is 1 and
0: 5. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, the elite, elite of the list. I've always wanted to divide the list into, like, tiers. Um, and I wanted to get your feedback. I don't know how we'd, we'd gather that. But, like, what are the S-tier games? What are the A-tier games? The B-tier, C-tier, etc. And I think that, like, just looking at the list, we have, just as an overview here, we have 141 games on here. Um, and definitely, like, the F-tier is, like, four games five games and then like like there's not a lot of f tier games we need to do more and like even like eat the second last tier is not that many we have a lot of we have some c games but not a lot of games that are like in that bad echelon
3: i mean bell curve am i right mathematics (laughs) yeah
1: you guys ever heard of mathematics
0: I, i guess you're you're correct in that regard
1: I'm yeah. I'm laughing because I, I listen to uh, the Ringer NFL podcast and the host of that constantly is asking people to tier teams in the NFL and it's become a running joke where they're like, should we be tiering this right now? Should we be doing tiers within divisions? And so that's what I'm, that's, I can see we're going that direction on this podcast as well. We're going to be tiering <laughs> the whole list.
0: Yes. Um, and then we'll have another conversation. We'll have another discussion point when we discuss the game. We're like, is this game an S tier game? Or is it a. You know we can ease, more easily talk about it. I think about these things. I work in data,
1: all right? Let's make this list more complicated.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I'm like, how can we have more points that we can compare these games? We have like versions discussed, the genre. We can compare them against each other, the year of their release, I, what other things. I, I'm glad
3: you think about that too, Mike.
0: <laughs> I'm an insane person. Yes. What if we tier
1: them uh, on a number-based scale, where each one is sequentially, uh, you know, maybe better or worse than the one following or preceding it? I think we can tier that way. Hmm. Mathematics. Let's, uh,
3: I mean, I think we should sort them alphabetically by height. Is all I'm saying.
0: Oh boy, we're gonna do some transforms up in this bitch. Let's go.
3: Um,
0: but yes, we have a new number four. Congratulations, Super Mario Brothers Three. Next week. We have another episode. I don't even know what we're doing next week. Oh, House of the Dying Sun. Nominated by Steve. Yes,
1: that's right. That's right. Prepare uh, to be the bad guys.
0: a little-known indie game that I didn't know about, and I know a lot about a lot of games, and I didn't even know about that game. Oh, and
2: I week, enjoyed it. Week off for me.
1: It's a, I will... it's a quick game, Chris. It's not too late. <clears throat> yeah, I got
2: another shit to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course you do. All right. <laughs> we'll
0: be back next week. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you, Sam.
3: I'll also thank you.
0: Bye, everybody.